<laughs> What's up, dude? What's up, boy? So, guys, Nerv is an A-10 fighter pilot pro. So, um, we're going to sit and chat with him for a little bit um, about his life, about how um, about how he became to be. It's quite an exceptional story. I've heard bits and pieces of it, so I decided to bring him in today um, so we can get a full scope of who Nerv Ram Reddy is. How are you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing great, Thank man. you so much for coming in, man. Dude, thanks for having me, brother. This is awesome. <laughs> Bruce, how was that drive down here? Hey? Uh, dude, actually, it wasn't too bad. It yeah. was, uh, yeah, woke up like a little bit later than I hoped I would, but yeah. uh, still just no one. Yeah, on the why road. is that, bro? Oh, dude, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess Friday nights are Friday nights, right? Did you, did you guys, you didn't camp last night, hey? No, I didn't, man. I, uh, I ended up uh, leaving my tent back in my place, but uh, yeah. I know, I know a few other guys did. And it, it was the perfect weather to do it yeah. too, but I ended up just crashing at uh, our friend Jake's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sleep on the floor? Oh uh, no, dude, I, I let ethan take the floor i was like uh for, I, I got dipped from the couch so like, amen. I, dude the last time i slept there jake pumped the air con and i was freezing the whole night bro. Really? i couldn't sleep and i had this like little sheet over me oh. not a vibe but i looked at ethan and he was just passed out on the floor i think he likes sleeping on the floor that dude dude that guy is like he's a, a different species bro like, i've never <laughs> seen someone like just go as hard as him I know, and he's i guarantee you like i'm gonna check up on him in a few hours he's gonna be fine <laughs> Well, we'll see, bro. We'll see. Okay, so you're going to go up and, and surf again today? Hey? Uh, maybe. I mean, I took a look at the waves as I was driving down. Yeah. And they looked okay, but yeah. you know, probably not ideal. Okay. We'll see. I, I, I saw like maybe two to three feet out there, so yeah. you could do it. Mm -hmm. it just, uh, you, you're enjoying your surfing these days, eh, bro? Dude, yeah, man. It kind of like takes my mind off of things and yeah. kind of like helps me like, you know, de-stress, like, you know, the, yeah. you know, surfing in the summer and then like snowboarding in the winter. It's, you know, kind of mm. like... It, it kind of gets me going, gets my blood flowing. Do you feel like you have to be doing something outside your work? Uh, dude, I like to, I, I like my hobbies, man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, you know, I always try to, you know, keep my, uh, keep myself, you know, a little bit uh, motivated, yeah. uh, so, something to look forward to doing on the weekend, especially if there are things that I like doing with people that, you know, I enjoy mm -hmm. being with. So um, like if you were just by yourself, would you go surfing? I have done that a couple yeah. times and, you know, it's, it, it, and it's chill. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you just, you're out there on the water. You can just, you're at your own rhythm. You're at your own pace and yeah, you're not really on like, yeah, you're not really on like a time like schedule or uh, you don't have like the next thing the group needs to get to. So you can just take things however you want. And I've done that a couple of times, a few weekends, just, you know, come up here and, you yeah. know, just uh, kind of by myself and, you mm -hmm. know, hey, just run a board and get out there. And I've done that for snowboarding too. I've just gone up to the mountain plenty of times on my own. And it's always kind of like a like a soul cleanse. You yeah. Kind of like do your own thing, right? We need to do that, bro. Everybody needs to have something outside like what they do. Even though I'm sure you love your job. Mm -hmm. um, so, Nerv, uh, I wanted to ask, man. So, where are you staying now in Osan? I'm actually, yeah. So, like, um, the... The city of Osan, which mm. itself is about like an hour away from Seoul, I live in uh, kind of like a like a small district uh, okay. just south of that city. Okay. Um, it's a place called Songtan, and it's actually like it's it's a pretty chill place. Yeah. Um, it's uh, because it's very close to a military base. A lot of it is um, westernized, if you will. Um, all, there's a lot of restaurants and bars that are all kind of built to cater to. Uh, like the American slash like, mm. you know, uh, European like style. Mm. Um, so you'll find a lot of those there. I know there's a lot of locals who like to go hang out there just 
to get something different. Mm, um, okay. But uh, it's it's a nice chill area. But uh, would you I, did you like being away from the coast just uh, so that you can you can work in one place and then just go to dude, the coast? Absolutely, on the dude. I, I'm a huge fan of keeping like my work life and my personal life just two like separate yeah. things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like, literally the geography of it too. Of you know, I I, I work during the week uh, five days, mm. and then on the weekend I get to you know just literally distance myself from that and just come on yeah. over here. It kind of like puts everything that I have to worry about in my office, uh, kind of like mm. puts that at bay. And then I, you know, when I come here, it's like, all right, sweet. I'm in, uh, it's game time. Like I can just kind of chill out and, you know, hang out with friends yeah. and, uh, you know, surf, drink. Barbecue. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so much fun out here, especially like the way Jake sets everything up for everybody in that forest. And Dude, Jake have- is the man. Like, I, <laughs> I, like it's, it's all you, you need anything. You come out here to like Haja yeah. Day or like to Yang Yang and like he has an answer for it. If he doesn't know, like he will find out. So when, when was the first time that you surfed ever? Have you surfed before? I have, yeah. Okay. I think, um, dude, it's been a while. Um, I ended up, uh, this year, I ended up taking a surfing lesson with Jake just mm. to like get myself literally back on my feet. Um, but I think the, the first time I've surfed was in San Diego. That was, God, that had to have been like four or five years ago. Okay. And um, of course, like, you know, it's, it's one of those things, like you don't do it long enough. You mm. kind of just forget how to do it. It's not like riding a bike. It's like, you know, you actually have to keep up with it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I, I did that for a few months in San Diego. And then I uh, ended up just getting caught up with work and kind of fell into that. Like, you know, all right, like working every day cycle. Mm. Never really had time on the weekends to like go mm. out and surf. Uh, and plus I didn't live by the coast anymore. So yeah, that kind of sucked. I can, I can imagine, man. Um, I can just imagine how demanding your job must be, you know, what's a day like for you? Like say a random day, let's take uh, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So this past Thursday, actually it wasn't too bad. Um, okay. and, and that's the interesting thing about uh, the job. Um, it's, it's never like a nine, like a nine to five. Like you will, you know exactly when you have to show up and mm-hmm. then you know exactly when you're going to clock out for the mm-hmm. day. It's kind of depending on like whatever you need to do that day, like whatever's on the agenda. Mm-hmm. So there's been a couple of days where I've kind of like, you know, showed up and, uh, you know, I check in around like at a reasonable time, like between like seven or eight, I'll go to the gym, uh, you know, uh, for about an hour and a half mm-hmm. and I'll uh, shower up, I'll h- head into work. And I'll sign into my email and, you know, check my emails, uh, you know, do a few like, you know, things on my checklist. And then um, before I know it, it's lunchtime. And then uh, after a quick lunch break, uh, you, do you have up... a cafeteria. Where yeah, we do. Are... We have like a little area on uh, on the base that has uh, it has like uh, we call it the BX. Uh, mm. It's basically like it's got American style restaurants. So like. Uh, like Taco Bell no and like shit. Arby's and yeah, dude, like no it's, it's got shit. anything that like you know people would miss while they're here. They've got it. Oh um, goodness! Yeah. Okay. Usually, I end up just bringing my lunch from home though. Just uh, <laughs> I, I, I've gotten more into cooking for myself nowadays, and so it's like uh, I actually I, I kind of enjoy it too. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll take a quick lunch break and then uh, back in like checking more emails, doing some more like queep, and then um, after like you know once I figure out that hey i've done everything i can do for the day then i'll just kind of uh i'll just kind of fuck off <laughs> and um yeah uh, but that's like you know that's some that's the that's, that's a relatively chill day right um on the other hand there are some days where i show up and i'm like okay like based on what i have to do today i have to show up at like 
four in the morning sometimes mm. and it's like all right and, and if it's a day where i'm flying it's like all right well i you know i need to fly and do the mission i need to go fly um and then after i fly i, I have like a whole ton on my plate that i need to get done for the day and sometimes it's not common for um the odd like 14 hour day to just you know creep up on you in the air for that long uh not not in the air but oh, okay. like sometimes like you'll 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 fly and then you'll yeah. land and then it's like you also have other things you have to do yeah <laughs> yeah it's like you have to like all this paperwork you have to do you have like uh, you know the the, mm. the things you would normally do on a chill day you still mm. have to do them right and mm. except you were now flying for about like like five six hours of your day like it was dedicated to that so now before you know it it's like you're like man i'm i'd sort of like the you know it's already like the end of the day most of the folks are headed out but i still have all this work to do so oh man oh man yeah. and the nice I, thing the yeah. nice thing is like it's not every day though like it's it comes okay. in like cycles uh, you know okay. so like one day will be super chill but then you know the next day is going to be like pretty heavy so mm -hmm. um it it, it kind of like gets you like in you know gets you ready for it you kind of know your schedule mm -hmm. like you know before the week even starts that being said, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, uh, oh man, like I actually have a lot I need to get done <laughs> before I know it. I'm like, you know, it's, oh crap. It's only like, you know, it's already like 7 PM and Damn, <laughs> I'm still man. like halfway done. And no flying at nighttime? Uh, occasionally we fly at nighttime. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just to like maintain, like we call them currencies. So like yeah. you have to just still like, you know, maintain your proficiency of flying mm. at night. So we, we do that every once in a while. Um, okay. No, so I'm super interested, man, because when I was young, my brother was obsessed with Top Gun. Like my grandfather used to take my brother and I to go watch these air shows. I can't remember what planes we had in South Africa then, but we had quite a, I, th I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about, but to us, it looked like we had uh, quite a, quite a strong air force. And um, at these air shows, I just remember my grandfather saying he's going to turn the afterburner on. And oh, my nice. brother and I were just like, the afterburner. <laughs> and this plane would just come flying past like that, man. So it really inspired um, us. And we, we loved it, but obviously just grew out of it, man. So what, what sparked it for you? Dude, uh, so funny enough, I actually didn't see Top Gun until I was like uh, pretty much an adult. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. How old uh, are you now, by the way? I'm 26. Yeah. Young man. Uh, dude, but I like young for your craft. Uh, well, I mean, it's surprising because I mean, right now I'd say I'm like in the... I, I, not, not to uh, not to insult anyone else in the field, but <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'm like of the younger crowd. I feel like I'm the oldest, if, yeah. you know, kind of. So yeah, it's yeah. like I'm kind of like almost at that bridge where, mm. man, I'm, I'm I consider myself pretty inexperienced, but okay. I'm about to be. Okay. Uh, I think they're you know gonna start looking at me as like more as an experienced guy, okay. which is somewhat terrifying because, uh, dude, I mean, there's some days when I show up to work, I'm like, man, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you ever have days like that? No, where like, dude. Well, it, I mean. I do, but I mean, I can't imagine having a day like that in your position. <laughs> I'm like, man, like, how did how did this happen? Like, oh, what did man. I do? But uh, yeah, man, I, I I didn't see Top Gun until I was uh, like pretty much an adult, like later in life. And so, uh, every throughout college, like everyone, they make these Top Gun references and movie quotes, and I'm like, guys, I have no idea what you guys are talking <laughs> about, um, dude. It's always been for the military. It's always been like my. Uh, my interest in uh, like somewhat of a regimented lifestyle yeah. and something that's you know just a little bit different, right? Um, I 
I grew up in uh, in New Jersey, um, in, close to Princeton University. Okay. And uh, like the the community there was uh, more or less it was the idea was all about like okay get good grades you know do good in sports you know extracurriculars like play an instrument play the violin or piano or something mm. get into a, into a good school go to medical school or law school like be a doctor or lawyer or like you know do something that's going to make you a lot of money and then just live happily ever, ever after right um i, I kind of like i think when i was in middle school it kind of hit me i'm like man i, I really don't want to do this you know i i don't want to you know just kind of follow the same path as right. you know, most folks and nothing against them like i'm mm -hmm. sure they find satisfaction in that and they're happy now um i just it wasn't for me at the time and i always was attracted to this idea that you know, I could go have this pretty unique lifestyle, like, you know, a, a relative to my community, like just something pretty unique and do something different. And so I, um, I ended up just applying for a military academy when I, uh, for like after high school, I ended up being, being accepted, uh, did four years of that. And then when I was in my fourth year at the academy, I was, you know, I was kind of uh, at this crossroads where it's like, okay, like what career path do I want to go like in the military? And uh, at the time, like just flying seemed like it was, um, I, airplanes have always interested me, uh, even from when I was a kid. And then the idea of being able to fly one um, for a specific job, like not just, you know, moving passengers from A to B, but like actually doing something pretty unique and cool. Mm. So that was pretty attractive. And I talked to a few uh, mentors I had at the time about it and they all recommended like, hey, you know, I've. I think one uh, one of my mentors said this to me, and that really struck me was, um, you know, I, hey Niv, like there's, you know, I can't tell you what to do with uh, your it's your decision, but uh, I'll tell you this, um, I've met so many people in the military who have you know said like you know they're an, a, a communications worker or they work uh, in other different career fields and it, he said they he's met so many people who've said man I really wish I was a pilot. But he's never met a pilot who said, man, I really wish I did something else, you know? Mm. And so that was an interesting perspective. I think that kind of like drove me, like kind of gave me the push I needed to mm -hmm. go ahead and uh, apply. And uh, luckily I was able to get in, uh, went through some training, and then uh, now I'm here in South Korea. That's yeah. so crazy, bro. I, I just, you know, sometimes I think about these kind of jobs and, I just can't wrap my head around him, dude. Like, I get, I, I drive like a little scooter yeah. to work every day. I'm scared driving that, like, every single day. It takes, like, for me, it takes so much concentration. Even just, like, driving a car is so much easier than driving a bike, you oh, know, dude, because yeah. driving a driving a bike, you always have to kind of drive for other people. Like, oh, that dude's not going to, he's not going to correct, he's not going to turn correctly there, Absolutely. so I need to just like make sure I'm going around him. Yeah, Even last night, dude, when I was uh, on my way home, um, I was looking at the road to judge um, if there was a car coming, to, just to see its light. I didn't even know I did that until I actually took like cognizant recognition of that. It's so, for your craft, I don't even know. Dude, it's funny. Know. So it's interesting you say that, right? Mm. But even now, I am like terrified whenever I ride my scooter. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, you know, like, like, you know, when you're in an airplane, like the yeah. closest other airplane's going to be like maybe like a mile away from you, right? So right. it's like, it's like the idea of like big sky. Like there's so many mm. airplanes in the sky. And it's like, you've got so much space right yeah. Red, like you know you can have some close calls but it's like nothing like riding a motorcycle where it's like cars are literally like less than 10 feet away from you and you're both on the highway at like 80 kilometers an hour it's it's insane dude 
Yeah, I, I mean, and it's this old. So the thing that scares me is that the, the cars are like just metal boxes, you know, that are oh, going yeah. really, really fast. And you're so exposed on a bike. Absolutely, dude. I've seen some. So my uh, my father, actually, he was a uh, he was a volunteer for like the local emergency rescue squad mm -hmm. when I was uh, in high school. And uh, I actually ended up doing the training with him just so I could get my certificates and all that. And, yeah. Um, they, it's, it's crazy. Like the, some of the images you see of like motorcycle accidents, like, yeah, no, it not. made me never want to ride a motorcycle <laughs> in my life. And Dude, it, Jake and I, the one day at his apartment, we were just chilling and, um, I was like, dude, let's, let's watch some like accidents happen. Oh boy. And he was like, which, what kind do you want? And I was like, motorcycles. Anyway, <laughs> so we watched a bunch of motorcycle accidents. We watched the like deers getting hit by cars. I don't know why. Yeah. It's it's infectious. It's like you you watch one and then you just go down this dirty it's, little it's rabbit an addiction, hole. right? <laughs> I, think, I don't yeah. know what it is. Dude, that dude. that terror deers getting hit by cars that actually terrifies me too. Yeah. It's like I like I've heard stories of people actually getting killed because mm. like the the deer like you know it's it's big enough that the car hits them and then like mm. it takes their legs out, right? And then mm. like the whole. Um, the deer, it's like the deer falls on the windshield and just oh, yeah. kills like the people in the front seat. And that's terrifying, bro. And you have no idea when one of those bitches are coming. Hey, you're just you driving yeah. and you just... I, dude, I've, yeah, I, apparently they're a thing in Korea mm. here. I mean, I've seen them a lot in the States. I haven't seen one here yet. But, yeah. Um, I took a trip to Alaska last summer and um, there we don't have deer, we have moose. And moose, <sighs> dude, just think of them as like a deer on steroids. Right? It's like a horse huge. with horns. <laughs> dude, that thing is like probably like, like it probably can go up to the ceiling, man. Oh no, and fuck that, dude. Yeah, dude. I've, uh, there's been, been stories of like guys getting a, like actually attacked by moose. Like they'll they're very territorial, apparently. So like, yeah. if you go into their turf. Like they will sense that and they will come after you. Oh, and man. I don't know if you've like ever seen videos of people getting trampled by moose, but I it have. looks it's like it's like getting run over by a horse, man. <laughs> like you're, There's you're, no getting away. You're yeah. not. Dude. And yeah, especially that, if that thing's on heat. Oh yeah, dude. That 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 terrifies me. And like if <laughs> if you hit that thing with your car, you mm. will die. Like that thing will kill you. Uh, like yeah, the weight of that thing, it's like it's insane, man. For sure, for sure. Um, no, so I want to quickly ask you about the actual aircraft. And, yeah, um, so it's got two engines, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. What, what, how much like energy is coming out of that engine? Dude, um, not as much as you would think. Okay. Uh, and I just say that because like I, you know, through training, like they, you know, the last airplane I flew was actually, it was, it had an afterburner. It was, uh, mm. it was basically in the movie Top Gun. Do you mm -hmm. remember what the, like the, the Russian, like the MiGs looked like? Mm -hmm. It's the MiG-28. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the MiG-28. It's like, basically it's, it's the, we call it the T-38. It's okay. a training aircraft. Okay. And that thing was like, that thing was definitely fast. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it just to put things in perspective, right? So uh, when I say like one knot, that's about one nautical mile an hour. So a, l a little more than that, so okay. like one point one. And so when I say I'm cruising around at like three hundred knots, it's like, uh, dude, I'm going about like three hundred and twenty miles per hour ish. Mm -hmm. um, that's like that was a standard like you know cruising airspeed in the T thirty eight in there in the airplane I fly now. It's like. Uh, usually we cruise around at like 250, so a little bit slower. Mm. Um, and it actually, it's it's the engines are designed so they 
can do um they can, we call them austere landings and takeoffs where okay. we just land at like a dirt field like a desert or like a you know a dried like you know a lake what uh, yeah that's uh it, it's pretty incredible um there's videos of guys <laughs> like taking off and landing an a10 from like in arizona it's like a dried you know a dried lake or a dried lake bed wow yeah and wow. Uh, you can you call them austere landings and it's designed to like just withstand like you know just changes in air pressure and mm. it um the engines themselves are like i'd say they're relatively well built uh mm. it's an older plane but um it's still like you know it still works just fine what year dude i want to say most of the uh the tails were built in like the late 70s early 80s wow that yeah. far back hey yeah man and, and like that's really like the uh our maintenance has been doing like the maintenance in general in the military is off like they're very like you know good like they're those guys are pretty sharp mm. and they've done a great job i think of just like you look at some of these airplanes we have in the inventory right like you have some of these bombers and some of these fighters that are and that like you know the even the transport aircraft mm. it's like they're built like 20 30 years ago but still like you know they're they still have managed to like you know keep them in good condition and running and that's pretty incredible like that's kudos to like the the people who take care of them yeah for sure and um so uh how fast does the thing go like if you actually had to put that thing into like full burner yeah so we don't have we don't actually have an afterburner that's okay the, that's okay. the thing too and then um we uh if i put it in like max power i could make like you know maybe get about like uh like 270 knots out of it it's yeah. like 700 or point mark two point uh, mark point seven i should there? i should mark i should know the answer to <laughs> that's that. okay. it's like um yeah it's it's about like uh gee, this let's let's power. fucking check it out quick i'm interested yeah dude, yeah okay. for sure it's like it comes out to about like 280 miles an hour if you cannot yeah so it's like it's probably still pretty fast but um compared to like most airplanes it's actually not um it's actually kind of funny so like whenever we have to do like air refueling right like mm. you know because we have to and based on like how what altitude we fly at we also get our engines produce less and less thrust so mm. we actually the our top speed at like twenty thousand feet like feet is way slower than if we were like at a thousand feet above the wow. ground so okay. yeah and it's uh whenever we do our uh refueling missions we always have to like the the tankers the uh refueling aircraft they're always uh they're designed to fly with like things that fly like normal speeds for an airplane like something like 300 like you know ish knots mm. but uh for us they always have to slow like way down Damn. and it's like they have to like they have to slow down they have to put their flaps down so they can like generate enough lift at that mm. slow speed to not fall out of the sky so that i mean if they if they so, so the landing is super quick the takeoff is super quick is that what you're saying like if they are able to kind of slow down very quickly and speed up very quickly well uh i mean the landing itself so every aircraft has a uh a landing speed if you will mm -hmm. that's it's based on a number of factors it's like based on uh the actual like the um like what the what the aircraft is like mm -hmm. the, the the frame of the aircraft the the weight of the aircraft and that also includes like how much fuel you burn so your the, the speed you want to land with is actually it changes depending on how much uh, fuel you burn so if I, if I flew a very long mission and i got mm. through most of my gas then mm. I'll, i would fly i would land at a slower speed than mm. if i was you know if i was uh, heavier on gas um, generally speaking like the more uh the more speed you have on an aircraft on a on a, on a wing the more lift it can produce and so oh, okay. that's um that's just like the that's generally the key so like you'll have a lot of um a lot of aircraft that have like big like wings they're actually able to fly um like relative to their body if they have like bigger wings they're actually able to fly 
uh, sometimes slower than uh, some aircraft that are like a lot smaller but a lot more slick, so like fighter yeah. jets. Um, I know there's like one of uh, the the F-16, for example, that's like um, that's very common, like uh, like multinational airplane. Um, that fighter jet, I think that thing lands about like 160, 170 knots, mm. like when they're uh, coming into land. Um, the I think there's like some of the transport aircraft they they can fly slower but they're a lot bigger right but they can fly a lot slower when they land just because they have bigger wings so, so would would uh, a10 be suitable for cvs aircraft carriers and no not? no for thank god actually <laughs> that's like i've seen yeah, i've seen videos have you like, been on one before i have been on an aircraft oh, carrier before it was just uh, this, this was actually when i was uh this was actually before i joined the military it was yeah. my uh, one of my family friends in San Diego, he actually, he was in the Navy, <laughs> and uh, he actually, like, their, their uh, like, uh, ship, like, I, I can't believe, I was, like, super young at the time. It wasn't in San Diego where we ended up, like, going, but um, we uh, we met him at the, like, you know, wherever it was, it was at the, it was at a port, and uh, he just happened to be there, and my family was driving through for the day, and he was like, hey, do you guys want to come check out the carrier? And, you know, he was able to give us, like, a quick, like, tour, like, hey, this mm. is, like, the flight line. This is, like, where our cafeteria, wow. our beds, and all Can that. Can you say which one? Uh, I, do, I actually don't remember. <laughs> I, was, uh, yeah, I, I could totally, I, I could say, totally say that, but I, I'm, like, this but was... The, uh, well, that just says... It, and like that tells me how chilled you are about all of this, you know. And I think it does take a brain like yours to be able to do a job like it does, um, uh, like you do, because it's like, you know, I when I equate a scary, um, a scary, let's say, task that you that you have to do. And I know from from surfing or bodyboarding when I was younger, you'd have to have a brain that would let you take off on certain waves, you know. Yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, I would watch some of my friends and even my friends that were my age, you know, I have this friend named Mark Hellcat, bro. like yeah. he's, he's a year older than me and I, we were like 15, he was maybe 16 or 17 and I used to just watch this dude take off on massive waves and go, I'm never going to do that. I'm right. never, ever, ever going to do that. Um, and I was like, what, what is it about him like that makes him or lets him do it, you know? And I think, I think you have to have a brain that says to you, you know, like, okay, you're allowed to do this and then Dude, you just absolutely. go. Yeah, man. No, it's, uh, there's, you got to have a certain mindset of mm. like, you know, hey, I have to be willing to take risks. I have to, like, you just have to accept risk, right? There's risk in everything we do. There's like, you know, there's a certain risk in like when you walk out on the street to buy groceries, you can get hit sure. by a car. You know, you can, there's risk in like, you you know you you go fly commercial on a plane and like you know they have a they have like a depressurization and so you have to put oxygen masks on and yeah uh, there's risk in everything man there's For risk sure. in like you you could I don't know like you could have some freak accident like and get electrocuted in your own home so <laughs> yeah. if you just consider like you know you, if you consider like all the ways that you know all the things that we actually do that are risky mm. you realize that okay like you know taking the small risk of like hey I'm, I'm actually going to try and catch this wave or I'm actually yeah. going to try and like go down this hill on my snowboard or end up like you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this in my airplane today like that's a little bit different not dangerous but it's still like mm. it, there's some risk involved um, you kind of come to learn that you know what like as long as I'm you know abiding by the rules as long as I'm doing things that are not illegal mm. like I'm covered mm. you know and if mm. something happens and like you know say you end up like just getting nuked on that wave you're like mm. okay well all right well let me try it again or maybe mm. I, maybe mm. my stance was right maybe I didn't like actually try to stand up at the right time yeah so. it, it kind of comes down to form as well you know Absolutely, like how, yeah. how good you are at 
taking off on the wave, how good you are at watching your line. Um, and the confidence comes. I mean, eventually I was surfing bigger waves, but just at that age, I was, it, it just flummoxed me completely. Um, Niv, so you once told me a story and I have to bring it up, bro. I'm yeah, very, very sorry, but <laughs> we need to do this, bro. I want to hear the vape story. Oh, yeah. Story. <laughs> so this was, uh, dude, this was actually pretty, it was relatively recently. Um, so, like, I, I, I don't know if you've ever, like, actually, like, flown with a vape while you've, like, um, fly, while you've, like... As far as I know, that's fucking illegal, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, the thing is, like, mm. there was one time where I accidentally, like, you know, I had my vape. It was, it was yeah. dead on battery and everything. Yeah. But it was, like, so, but, you know, so I was, like, all right, well, I'll just keep it in my pocket and, like, you mm. know, I'll go charge it like you know at home <laughs> and then what ended up happening was like i you know saying earlier like you know things always change right like things right. are flexible and so uh my uh something happened with one of the pilots like you know who was flying later that day and he had they asked like hey niv can you fill in and i was like yeah sure why not i'm not doing much and you know just got you know immediately like i went into like the mindset okay i need to get ready for this flight i need to like you know do all like check all my equipment i need to like you know do all the planning for mm. it and so on um, <laughs> so i you know did all that and then you know ready to go i go fly the mission and then i come back and i land and then i take my helmet off and i'm like dude like why does it smell like menthol like, you know, I'm like, why am i like, why i like smell my i'm like what is this and then it hits me i'm like oh no and I like open my uh, pocket and I'm like, dude, there's like a, uh, like all the juice in my vape is just gone. Why? It's like, so I guess like with the air pressure change, yeah. right? Like, and I, which I had like science, right? <laughs> it's funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the air pressure, it just caused all the juice to just evaporate while I was flying. Mm. And so it evaporated right into like my shirt. <laughs> so I was like, and uh, luckily I didn't have like much left in the day. So like as soon as I like, you know, as soon as I walked back in the building, I was like, well, everyone could definitely smell it on me. Like, like dude, did you like smoke a few cigarettes or something? I'm like, nah, man. Like just, it's a long story. What do you think would happen if you had a pull of that at that altitude? Would any, like, what what's the concern with well, them well, being illegal as well on, I think, on commercial I, flights? I think on, uh, I think commercially, I think it, I, I'm honestly not sure. Okay. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm sure there's like a definite like reason for like, you know, the, hey, like kind of like how you don't smoke in like lavatories in the mm-hmm. plane. Um, it's kind of like, I'm for sure it's similar. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like what the implications would be like from a, like how would it, it would affect your body as well as like, mm-hmm. hey, would would you actually have any like vape juice left mm-hmm. over? Um, I'm actually not sure, man. I think I think on a like a commercial plane, right? Because mm-hmm. those cabins are pressurized. Um, I think you would still the juice wouldn't evaporate or anything. But I think like I don't know how it if it would affect your body. Like you know, if would you like would you feel the effects of it like sooner? Or later, you know. Well, I heard that if you drink, like if if you get if you have one shot of tequila up there at like thirty thousand feet, it equates to something like three times. Dude, I believe it, man. Like yeah. there was uh, when I was flying like on a uh, on a business trip like mm. uh, about a year ago. Um, I was flying on uh, on Delta, mm. and uh, it was uh, it was one of those days. It was I guess on their international flights, you drink for free. Apparently, <laughs> so yeah, um, we didn't know. We, we found out when we got on the plane, <laughs> and um, the uh, the stewardess she offered us like, "Do you guys want some wine, some mm. Jack?" And my they're buddy, sexy stewardess, yeah, hey. dude. Yeah, um, unf- that's the, I love that about Asia, though. It's like, <laughs> uh, like their uh, the air uh, air flight attendants are just so beautiful, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> in, in the states not so much but in asia yeah definitely and uh, you're just always smiling they're smiling at you it's dude, pretty, pretty they, simple conversation as it well is, so, yeah, yeah. How, dude how the hell do they like hold a smile for that long like i get tired after like a minute of i think they're forced to i think it's like part of their job like yeah. you have to smile dude i was in home plus the other day which is a shopping center just down the road and um there was a lady there who was obviously marketing some kind of cologne and she was just smiling the whole time smiling oh smiling God. smiling i think it is part of like the job dude that's or she you... really fucking likes you know uh, that could be it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe she really she really wants you to try that oh like, yeah you know, to try that sample uh, maybe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever hooked up with a girl inside a plane come on dude oh uh, dude come no, on no. dude not inside like my plane, like okay. my uh, like the military plane. I, yeah. I, I I'd be lying if I said I haven't um, <laughs> if I haven't joined the Mile High Club. But Let's it's uh, this. Th- this was uh, dude. This was actually like this was when I was coming back from Vegas. Yeah. Um, about uh, it was about like uh, a little less than a year ago, like last October, and um, I was flying Korean Air, mm. and I was um, like the one of the stewardesses, like, and I got on the plane and everything, and like they were doing the first round of drinks, and yeah. um, I, you know, over, I had I had already lived in Korea for about a year by then, and so uh, I started learning Korean, and like you know, I I wasn't good at it, I wasn't fluent uh, by any means, but it was enough that I could just hold a very like you know beginner level conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, what you know, she asked me like you know if I wanted to, uh, like anything to drink, and I just asked her like, hey, do you have any like you know, uh, do you have any like Jack Coke with ice, please? And she, I asked her that in Korean, and she was like kind of taken back. I was Ooh. like, oh my god, you you speak Korean? I'm Ooh. like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I told her like, no, I speak a little bit. I'm not like too good. She she seemed pretty cool though, mm. and um, we ended up like just uh, we ended up talking like you know just every time she came to give us drinks and stuff, and then a couple of times I was like I you know just went to the back to just like you know ask if they had any more like you know any cups of water or whatever, and like we would just get into a conversation and we just started talking. It was a fourteen hour plane ride, so wow. we just ended up just talking about random stuff, and you know she's like That's how romance. she became. Yeah, dude, like flight romance, right? <laughs> and uh, that, yeah, she would talk about random stuff, like you know, mm. like hey, like what, called, like what made her want to be a stewardess? Mm. And, like you know, I told her like you know, hey, I also like you know, I work, like, you know, I I'm familiar with like airplanes and all. Did that. you did you like are they like good pilot pickup lines? Did you say like oh you're looking fly or something? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I am I am the worst with pickup lines, yeah. man. Like I have had like no luck. I don't know what it is. I mean, yeah. like oh, I, well, they just shit. They don't work they never yeah, work they but, never work but dude. like i don't know so i think some girls like them i think some girls like the the hu- like the humor in it yeah but also the dumb ones i think the dumb ones work pretty well like if you had to say to her like uh fuck i don't even know bro. Like, <laughs> dude, it, dude, i i have i have no, i have no idea like what pilot pickup line you want to go full throttle exactly you can say <laughs> that <laughs> dude yeah I try that next time yeah, I'll, I'll show you full throttle okay um <laughs> Dude and yeah, we just <laughs> talked about like random stuff, and then we ended up, uh, yeah, we ended up hooking up in the in the flight attendant bathroom. Yeah. So that was oh that my was, god, yeah, dude. that's beautiful, bro. That's yeah, man, beautiful. good for you. A happy ending, right? Oh, <laughs> beautiful, bro. I'm but, stoked to hear that, dude. Yeah, man, uh, it's it's cr- it's funny you say that about pickup mm. lines, dude. Apparently, like I've, I, back in America, a lot of they were always hit or miss, right? Mm. And some girls would. Uh, they were all about like the cheesy pickup lines. Yeah, you know? they like, like that. They like that. Yeah, but then like other other times, you just get like the you get the cold shoulder, and you're like, all right, whatever. I don't know. Well, I don't know what I did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Um. Also, I wanted to ask, have what other planes have you flown? Now, what did you start flying? 
So I think the first plane I flew was actually in college. It was uh, it was just another training airplane. Mm-hmm. It was all training airplanes mainly until I got to the one I am now. Okay. And uh, it was basically think of it just like as a like one like propeller and just like it has a we call it like a we call it the lawnmower that flies basically because okay. it like it feels like you're just flying a lawnmower. It's like got a very relatively small engine, but the airplane itself is very light. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so light that if you, you have two pilots who sit next to each other. And um, if one guy is like significantly heavier than the other, you can actually like when you're flying the airplane, mm. you can feel it. Like you can feel mm. the airplane like rolling to one side or the other. And uh, it gets a bit uncomfortable. It, like it does. Literally, yeah. bro. As as well as like, hey, dude, I and think like, you need to. I was like, bro, lose some weight. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, dude. You need a salad, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had um, we had a, like when we went through that program, um, they would always do a pretty good job of. Um, pairing the students with uh, instructors that were about the same, like that would like average out the weight, right? Mm-hmm. So I was always I could, at the time I was like relatively like I was I was pretty heavy. I was about like, oh, dude, I want to say I was like eighty kilograms, something mm-hmm. like that. And then uh, I would always get someone who was like relatively a little bit lighter than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have some like uh, the really small girls well, that would I'm end up sorry. getting yeah, <laughs> they would end up getting paired with like the biggest oh, like no. dudes. I'm like. Man, it was always funny, like seeing them walk out to the airplane. The dude's like freaking like seven foot, and then <laughs> she's like <laughs> a midget. But so, yeah. so that was the first and um, your first experience. Were you scared, like nervous, or did you did, just have it pretty dialed in? So, again? Um, I, I like initially I was yeah a little bit nervous. I was mm. I was more like just uh, I, I was more excited. Okay, I was like, man, this is really cool. I finally get to like you know actually go fly, mm. and maybe I'll get to like try and land a day like it's pretty awesome so cool and then my i got lucky actually my first instructor um was actually uh, an old an old like teacher of mine like back when i was at the military academy mm-hmm. and he and i like it was a very chill flight like it was he was still instructing i still got like grades for it and stuff but he was very like you know a very great uh sortie and i just learned so much in that one ride it was kind of like when i landed i'm like okay when when's my next one i want to mm-hmm. like practice more and i want to get better so it was it was really cool dude um it was uh, overall like that like kind of it was it was really like that airplane was built or it was the program was designed to like just get dudes who've never seen an airplane before touch mm. an airplane let alone fly it um to like you just get them some like some experience before they move on to more advanced stuff mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is what i ended up doing was uh after that we ended up moving on to a uh, another training aircraft, which is it also has a has a propeller, and it was a slightly uh, more powerful. Can version. you remember the name of the yeah, model? Yeah, the T six. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it's a nice it's a it's a pretty solid piece of, like machine, dude. It's um, it's got a lot of kick to it, and uh, for uh, I think for definitely like you know like the first like hey you've done your initial mm-hmm. like you know here's how to fly, and then here's how you can do all this like other stuff. Um, kind of like leading it down that path it was definitely a good next step um after that it was the t38 the one with the afterburners and then uh now it's the a10 oh, so okay. yeah dude it's been uh it's been like so i'd say four airplanes like in mm. total four different airplanes okay okay and um how much does an a10 go for like say say a guy like me had some i'm actually i should know this number i'm actually not sure i i'm curious like it's it's, oh and i wanted to check the top speed as well let's do this right now yeah man i it's definitely like a couple million i'd say uh just for like 
how much you think a couple yeah a couple i'd say easily man i mean those things are old and they're they're old and like they also have a lot of maintenance that you have to do on them too so it's like uh you know their things are always break things on airplanes break all the time it's funny because yeah i mean you actually on any machine right i like to think that things break very often but we just like on airplanes they do the maintenance on it like very good so like they you know they ever after we fly they have their like you know their through flight inspections they have to do before we fly they um inspect they have their own checklist they have to do how much is it going for how does it say <laughs> take another guess bro dude i'm thinking like 15 million this, this might change your like your your work environment a little bit bro. yeah okay it's it's, n- it's not in the billions right no 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 no, no. it's a couple hundred million 19 million dollars Man. 19 million dollars hey dude all right well there i'm you sorry go. <laughs> dude that's well that's the truth though hey so seven seven hundred and eight kilometers per hour so yeah. just i was wondering before yeah 708 kilometers 19 okay. million dollars yeah. bro dude that yeah, you're that's sitting in 19 million dollars hey. you don't feel like it either uh, you're I'm just sure, like yeah. sometimes you hop in you're like man like what like what why am i here you're like what what am i doing here but yeah dude it's uh no it's it's pretty awesome like because you know you have so many like things that you have to do in the cockpit too it's not like you're ever bored i mean okay so there's been a couple missions i've flown where it's like when we go uh we call it uh just like a a pond crossing where Mm. you know for like for example if we're going to go and fly in thailand or like fly in like you know some other places like in southeast asia or Mm. like wherever we have to uh, we have to somehow get the airplanes there, mm. and obviously we can't do that on one tank of gas. So like we that's why we have the refueling aircraft who fly with us and they give us gas like whenever as we're like getting low on gas. Is that quite sketchy? Do you feel like that's sketchy? Because when I see videos of that, I'm going, hmm, that's it. Just seems like hit or miss. It's like the Dude, guys who have to deal with it yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's always like it's always nerve wracking the first time you do it. I remember my my first time I did it, I totally like. Um, when I was trying to hook up to the boom, um, I kept like, you know, I kept scaring the boom operator because like yeah. I would come in, like, you know, I would come in, uh, if you think of this as the boom, right? I would come in, but then I was like, come up at him. Yeah. And so like he, he would get freaked out and he would pull the boom back. And I'm like, that's oh, sweet. I had to reset. And then I need to like try and come again. But I would do the same thing. Basically, because like, I guess some of the uh, references that I had, I heard heard from people, um, mm. you know, just for like how you want like the, like where you want to like, you know, put the engines of the airplane relative to your canopy, like, you know, what you want it to look like the side picture, you know, Mm. that, uh, it was a little, it's different for everyone. And I think for me, I was like a special case. Like I just, I see something like I sit a little bit weird from like other people. So like the references I was using were a little bit off. And so it took me a while to figure that out. And finally I ended up getting on a boom, but it's pretty crazy because uh, in uh, in the A10, your first uh, refueling is by yourself. Mm. Like there's not an instructor in the back seat or wow. anything. Like okay. your instructor is in, in another airplane, like another A10. He's watching yeah. you, and it's like. Does he have a clipboard and a pen? Uh, yeah, he's got like <laughs> we fly with like I fly with like a little kneeboard that I strap right here, and yeah. he's got like some like note paper and like yeah. you know, things from the mission. I'll have like I'll fly with like a pencil strap, and okay. I'll just write down notes and stuff but mm. i'm sure he was writing down the same thing i'm sure he was like yeah he's like this this is dude not- is fucking up so much <laughs> shit right now yeah, oh man dude, dude I, can, I can just imagine how scary that must have been for you for uh, the first time you did that um so i, I said 19 million yeah today it's 46.3 million Jeez. So that's an expensive plane right there. Dude, hey. Yeah, man. So two engines, like I'm I'm looking at a picture of the plane right now. It yeah, looks 
badass. Okay. Yeah, dude, it's yeah, they they built the whole thing around the pretty much a gun. Like the Warthog, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, they built the whole thing around like a thirty millimeter cannon. So like yeah. it's pretty awesome because like when you shoot that thing, like the plane shakes. And you, can, like, <laughs> you can actually smell like the cordite fumes like in the cockpit from like wow. the gun. So it's pretty wow, it's wow, pretty incredible. Wow. It's a nice piece of machine, man. Oh my goodness, bro! I couldn't think of anything more exciting. But I'm, I think I'm a little bit trigger happy, bro. I can't, I can't be in one of those things. I'll just yeah. start shooting little mountains oh, or shoot yeah. like a tree down. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah. I mean, we've, uh, we, it, it, you got to be pretty, be pretty disciplined about it. That's the one they teach us. It's like, it's like, all right, now that if you go out there by yourself, you yeah. don't have another flight lead out there to like, you know, to back you up, like. Mm. Don't be trigger high. Like, dude, mm-hmm. don't, don't do any dumb shit, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we call it like we have a mantra. It's like, uh, don't do anything dumb, dumb, dangerous, or different. Yeah, right? like fair just, it, do it like you know, do it like the way you always would. Right? Yeah. So, Damn, bro. It's it just it just still blows my mind, bro. Um. Okay. No, so I wanted to also ask you. So obviously you're in contact with people all the time over the radio. Mm-hmm how do you you have to trust every single one of those people to be doing their jobs like as best that they can like yeah, what you yeah. would expect them to do what i mean how do you handle a situation of frustration if somebody makes a bit of a, like a, a mistake and um how do you how do you deal with that do you say to them over the radio like watch yourself like i don't want i don't want to go through this again or do you wait until you get back to base or, Dude, yeah, so that's a good question. Like, there's a lot of things. So it, it's kind of like the whole idea of like, okay, like, is this a problem now that we have to fix? Like, mm-hmm. like for example, if there's, I'm talking to a controller and there's just certain things that he or she just isn't doing right, you know? It's happened like, before? It's happened before. And sometimes, like, you know, I'll, even like my teammates too, like, it, I've been corrected over the radio a couple mm-hmm. times too. Like, you know, if I'm flying in a formation and I'm just not flying in the correct position, like, I've been corrected before, you know, and okay. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you, is it one of those, like, it's kind of sets the stage, right? Um, would, is it, is it worth correcting now, like fixing right now mm-hmm. or is it worth, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do the mission, we'll do the flight. And then when we go debrief the flight, we'll talk about it then. Mm-hmm. So, uh, things like, you know, Hey, like, dude, like you're not, I'm not in the correct position right now, like get in position. Mm. Um, that sort of stuff like that. That's like easy bugs. You can just like squash right there. It's like, just say that over the radio, like yeah. fix it right there. But then some other, uh, things that are more like habit pattern developed mm. for, for example, like say there's like every, like, you know, so often there's like a set of information we're supposed to get for mm. the mission while we're flying. <laughs> Um, and say the controller keeps leaving out like one line of information. It's like, okay, well, it'd be, it would be a waste of everyone's time and the mission if we try to explain like, you know, right. hey, what, like you're messing up. You don't really expect that from them either. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, you wouldn't expect to like do that sort of correction while you're flying. You would do that for like when you land and then you all get together and you debrief and then you're like, all right, sweet. Hey guys, today we did a lot of things good, but we like, we consistently missed this one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, mm-hmm. let's fix that. So, um, for the most part, like the mentality that I go at most, I think most people in the military go with is, um, like, I'm going to trust the person on the other end of the radio mm-hmm. until I have a reason not to, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm going to check in and I'm going to, I'm going to work with them. And if, uh, if it seems like they're not, you know, say like, you know, that they're just not on their game today, mm-hmm. then, okay, I'll just take that in the note. Like, Hey, maybe this guy's going to be kind of slow today to like, to give me the information I need. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe he didn't, he maybe needs a cup of coffee or something, you know, oh, but, man. But so 
that would frustrate me so much. You know, it's like you're on the ground. But I understand that it, that a traffic controller job is not the easiest job. Oh, absolutely not. It's like, it's dude, it's, it's, it's one of the most stressful jobs in the world. I believe man. so. I yeah. believe so. Well, thank God you're not down there, hey? Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, props to those guys, though, man. Like, I can't imagine. Can you imagine, like, if you're working at, like, Seoul's, like, traffic control center no, and you're like no. all those airplanes coming in you have like all the military airplanes and all the helicopters and all the airlines that are trying to take off and land it's like dude that's it's like one of the busiest airspaces in the world and it must be one of the most difficult like screening jobs as well you know I'm because sure, like psychometric testing oh, to yeah. see if people have their shit together because if i mean they were i understand that they work for like short periods of time and they take a, a bunch of breaks i'm actually, do you, do you, do I'm you know actually not sure not yeah sure. and i'm mm. actually not sure i mean that would be smart mm. because like you're literally like you are in it like when you're plugged in like you are plugged yeah. in right yeah. and then it's like yeah. you can't just go take like a piss break no, or a yeah. smoke break you know you have to like you have to like be there the whole time and it's you know you're responsible for not letting airplanes hit each other basically mm. Um, and yeah, man, especially like, and so like whenever I'm talking to like talking to those guys, like the soul controllers on the radio and they're a little bit slow to get me information on it. I, mm. I can kind of like, if you think of it in that perspective, like, mm. dude, they have, you're not their only problem. Yeah. You know, they have yeah. like hundreds of other airplanes they have to deal with, you know, in the sky. And so when you think about it that way, you're like, okay, you know what? Like I'll, I'll let him like kind of take his time with it. Yeah. The know? responsibility of that is, is unbelievable. Man. Absolutely. I, I mean, but, but also with what you're doing, you know, you, you're flying a $43 million plane. You've got a job to do. You've got to keep your head together. You've got to finish the job and you've got to be successful and you've got to come back and report on everything that happened, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, again, like it takes a, it takes a certain kind of brain to do that. I want to ask Nov, um, like we hang out on the weekend, we chill a lot and uh, we have lots of fun with our mates. We go surfing, we have barbecues, um, chatter girls or whatever, lots of banter. How do you flip between that and the next day being in an A-10 warthog doing what you're doing? Dude, I think honestly, like a lot of it has kind of come down to this whole mindset of like, hey, I want to keep my my uh my my work life and my personal life okay. separate right because okay. like you know like I, uh, I and i found this out a long time actually i found this out like when i was in college so like at the military academy like you know just you know kind of you know we live more or less we lived where we worked so there was mm. never that like separation it was like you felt like you were always there mm -hmm. and so i you know what i what i left uh and i finally you know started living on my own and had to like actually drive to go to work <laughs> I, you know, I, I tried to make it a point like, okay, like, you know, I'm, yes, I'm like, you know, I'm a pilot. Yes, I'm in the mm. military, but that's not entirely who I am. Like mm. that is, you know, that's just something I happen to do. Like I also have my hobbies. I have my friends. I have mm. my own interests and it's gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, well I can either like always have my mind thinking about work and always be worried about something that I can't control or I can actually like make time for myself right. and actually do the things I want to do. Yeah. And so I, you know, I, I, I decided, I think, you know, obviously I work during the week. So the you know easiest way to do it is just like, okay, like once I get to Osan, like once I'm like geographically back in the place where I work, it's like, okay, I need to like to flip the switch. I'm now in like work mode, right? Mm. It's like, I'll, I'll give it my all for about like a few days until the weekend. And then once I get to the weekend, it's like, all right, sweet. I'm checked out. This is like my time now. It's a very special kind of person you are. Of like, there's not a lot of people that can do that. I mean, I mean, a lot of people take 
their personal life into their work and their work life into their personal life you know i hate and that dude I it, hate that. it's difficult yeah. it's difficult it's there's a lot of people who struggle with it and, yeah. and a lot of people don't even know that they're doing it you yeah, know absolutely. i think it is important to have that separation and um that's obviously come for you quite naturally it's it took a while to, d- mm. to develop but, but sure, naturally yeah. I, mean, I mean in the sense of your your surroundings at the time and obviously going through it slowly so it's it it's a it, it must be a process I, w- I also wanted to ask um have you seen pilots like uh, struggle with um, mental issues or um things like that yeah dude I, mm. i've seen like and it's it's interesting because in general i think in the military most people are consider themselves mostly type a you know like mm. type a like very like a strong personality, mm-hmm. right? And the type that doesn't like to admit when mm. they like need help mm. or they are going through some like rough stuff. Mm. And so it's all, it's always like, um, you always have to like keep an eye out for your bros. It's mm. like, you no, know, if someone's like acting a little bit differently or like, okay, this person is like, dude, like he's usually like on time to work, but something's up, man. Like, mm. you know, he's been late consistently. He's mm. always like been in like a kind of a mood, like what's going on. Right. Um, and that's for like, you know, you kind of like just be a bro and like kind of look out for each other. Yeah. Um, Cause that's like, the first line of defense. Right. Okay. And of course we, we have like plenty of like, you know, like mental health agencies and stuff mm. like people we can talk to but like um yeah i think a lot of guys it's just like it's the workload and the mm. stress and the guys who have families they also have to take care of their family like that right. also comes into account and so so did you have to go through a lot of testing as well and um, what kind of testing did you go through if you did uh t- as far as testing it was uh, I, d- I didn't have to do any like mental testing <laughs> um it was just like hey like it was more like cognitively like hey how can you think or like you know can you think like it's like uh critical thinking mm. basically like that sort of testing i would test you oh yeah i believe it i man i i just mm. uh man I, I am not a it, it's it, I, I never thought of it this way but um mm-hmm. really most of the job is just being a good problem solver okay so, okay never like you know especially when you're like when you're flying or like you know when you're um, working with a new contract on mm. base when you're if you're a nurse or a doctor it's like no problem that you come across in like the like the actual work environment is the same as the next one right mm. so you have to learn how to like use your experience and use what you know mm. works to like try to solve that problem to try and scale your problems you know i mean yeah, I, yeah. I suppose some of the most difficult things that i mean may um, put your life in jeopardy you have to handle them like on a level that's a little bit more neutral absolutely dude yeah i mean i think there's um you, you always have to think about like what's the base problem right yeah. so like what's the the base case if you will this is like the this is the computer programming and me coming out um <laughs> yeah so it's like okay like okay this for example like you have a friend who's like you know who's potentially going through some stuff right so uh it's like all right sweet the first thing you notice is like all right this dude is like consistently late for work okay why is he late for work? Uh, it's like, oh, well, because he's like, you know, he's not sleeping well. Uh, and he always has to like, you know, he has he always wakes up late and misses his alarm. Okay, why is he not sleeping well? It's like, oh, well, because he's got like, you know, he's got issues with his family. It's like, oh, why does his family have issues? And then you get into like, you go down that rabbit hole and you figure out exactly what's causing the okay. problem. And then if you fix that, then the rest will kind of like take care of itself. I see. I see. <sighs> Again, I just don't know, Norm. I just don't know. Like I said, I'm scared on my bike. I Do you ever get lonely, bro? Dude, um, actually, not really. Uh, okay. It's always like whenever I, I, I haven't like flown. Usually, when we fly, we fly like a mission with uh, 
like another like a wingman and so there's like mm. other people in the plane with mm. us like not in the plane but like in the sky with us a part of the same mission um and so you're always like talking to them you're always mm -hmm. being directed with them you're passing information between each other and um even on uh the long missions we have so like when we flew uh when we fly to like other countries we have to like like the refueling that that like you know trip takes about like maybe like a couple like like nine to ten hours right and so you're just up there and it's not like you're doing anything tactical it's like just you're just flying and you're just trying to get from a to b and um to fly a mission like that and you have to like just just mentally keep yourself there um you just kind of like just kind of shoot the shit on the radio sometimes oh do you, do you like, guys have cool banter on yeah the radio? yeah for That's sure so one, of the, cool. one of the cool things yeah, is like yeah. well um, we have like these little booklets of like you know like random like riddles and stuff or like, dad <laughs> jokes and stuff we just like tell each other or mom jokes yeah like, or mom no, jokes yeah, no yeah. loves a mom joke let oh, me tell dude, you we dude. got that from our buddy jake though like, oh jake, yeah he started it oh, man. he always starts it like i've been friends with jake for so long he's never said anything about my mom in my life and we're and all it, there then it he just starts, hammers dude, and hammers was, and hammers dude he was like savage man he, he was, a, was he's evil that dude but <laughs> sometimes really i just look in his eyes and he's just like oh i'm gonna tear you up and he does hey? oh, he's man. really good like that. <laughs> but that's cool man i'm I, I think it's it's good that it adds to the atmosphere that or like a calming atmosphere to have your friends talk to you the way that they would if you were on the ground or in a bar you know um that's probably why your superiors allow it they don't have a problem with it right because yeah, they probably did the same thing with their friends absolutely and it's like there's a time and place too right like you know if we're obviously on like if we're on like a nine ten hour mission and we're just hitting the tanker like you know every half an hour or so it's yeah. like it's pretty chill so it's like otherwise we're just bored and you know so it's like <laughs> so what are you gonna do do like, you snack up this yeah yeah so like on that sometimes like and sometimes when i fly long missions i'll take yeah. like a few like granola bars or something mm -hmm. just something to munch on yeah um, i get dude I, I get hungry very quickly yeah, so it's sure. like yeah i always have to like um and uh always like you gotta make sure you drink water because you can get pretty dehydrated easily too yeah and so um we do you pee a lot up there as well well, yeah yeah so like on the, how many on the, sorry carry on yeah, yeah so like on those missions like we'll carry like these little piddle packs which are like this little packs that like you could pee into mm -hmm. and um dude like it's actually um it's it's pretty like uh terrifying like how like how fatigued you feel if you don't drink enough water on I like those imagine. missions so like yeah. i always carry a water bottle with me like a couple if i need to and um, I carry like a lot of piddle packs because I'm like, okay, like I need to make sure I'm hydrated. Piddle pack, bro. Yeah, but I also need to make sure I pee a lot because yeah. you know that's like the worst feeling is like if you you have to pee but then mm. you don't have a piddle pack. And oh you still my have goodness. To, like, go, you like, just got to do it. Hey? Yeah, you just got to do it. Yeah. You just got to do it and just sit in that. Oh well, you got to do it, man. You got an important job to do. You know yeah. this. You got to go do it. You can't you have that do. distraction, right? Of like, oh, dude, no. I need to do this job, but I have to pee so bad. So oh, yeah, yeah. No, what's your call sign? Uh, my call sign is uh, Zoolander. Okay. Like the, like the movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love that movie. Let's hear the story there, right? Uh, the story behind it, basically, like, uh, it was my first mission, my first time flying in South Korea. I just, yeah. I, I was, this was about two years ago, a little oh, less no than two years ago. And uh, it was, I just showed up, like, brand, fresh out of training, like, yeah. the first, like, you know, uh, like, here to do the job, right? Um, I got, uh, I mean, my, my instructor and I we were in two different airplanes and mm -hmm. we got, we were practicing some like dogfighting mm -hmm. and we ended up getting into a pretty, like pretty awesome fight. And it was like, uh, we were here and I were both having fun, but then, uh, we ended up accidentally, like we were flying in the airspace that was close to the uh, Korean border. Oh, and so we ended up accidentally like flying like North. 
and uh, we didn't actually cross the DMZ, but like yeah. we just flew out of the airspace. But it was like to the north is where we flew out of mm-hmm. it, and so they we got in a little bit of like <laughs> we got like in a little bit of trouble for that. Nothing too crazy, but they were like, "All right, guys, like." can't do that but at the time it was like like everyone was freaking out dude we yeah. had like the traffic controllers telling us hey like snap south right now and mm-hmm. uh we came back and landed and everyone in the squadron was like oh dudes what happened like, what happened there um yeah so we uh we ended up uh yeah like that and then like obviously like you know i, I just uh just considering my lifestyle and like you know just how the my, my personality mm. type style yeah you are like a zoolander hey <laughs> definitely yeah thanks man uh it was like uh, i guess they decided like dude this zoolander is a great name for this guy oh, yes. the, the story about the 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 way the story fits in is because, like you know, Zoolander, like you know the the character, he, he he's he's not an ambi turner. He can't turn left. Right? You say ambi turner. So, yeah. So, like, it was like this joke was like, dude, if I just turned left, I would have been fine. I wouldn't have flown out of the airspace. But you know, I kept turning right. You can't so. turn left, exactly, right? Exactly, dude. Oh no, that's funny. That's so funny, bro. Um, okay, now, bro, listen, uh, let's start winding this down yeah, so dude. that we can go and surf, hey? You can yeah. to get out there today. Yeah, well, well, what's our plan today, bro? Just go up, um, just chill on the beach, go yeah, for some dude. surfs. Go for some surfs, mm-hmm. look at some babes, you know? And then, <gasps> always, yeah, always. Absolutely, what it is, When you come bro. to the beach, man, you gotta, you gotta perv out a little bit, Of right? course, of course, bro. Yeah, I think Jake and uh, Ryan are up there right now, so they'll probably... Be, I, mean, I don't know if Ethan's still alive right now, but... I don't, he's I, not awake. 100% he's not awake. That dude sleeps a lot, doesn't he? He sleeps a lot, parties a lot, games a lot, ice hockey's a lot. He's an interesting dude. I actually do want to have him on here. I, yeah. he's, a, he's a great laugh, but... um. One last question. Actually, I just want to get through two more things here. Yeah, dude. Have you ever seen a UFO? Be honest. Be dude, honest. I'm uh, looking me in my dude, eyes right now. I'm bit, like, there, there's been some times where I've seen some lights in the sky. I'm like, what the fuck is that? No I'm like, ways. I'm sure it was just like an airplane or something, dude. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I like this is like teenage Niv. And mm. I'm like, I, I, I was into sci-fi and shit, you know. I was a mm. huge nerd. So there's been a couple times where I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, But, but have you ever seen anything that like might have like been like whoa whoa okay that was that was not normal yeah dude i mean i don't know if it was a ufo but definitely like not normal you know like um i don't know if it was just like maybe it was just like a weird plane or something or maybe i was just fucking tired or like you know (laughs) (laughs) could have been anything yeah absolutely man Uh, okay cool nerve man listen i just want to thank you so so much uh for coming on here and and chatting with me man thank you you for having me man anytime man we'll definitely have you on back again we'll bring ryan in here maybe jake can sit on the floor or something yeah Dude, we'll give yeah, him a little baby chair. Yeah, throw, throw some mom jokes his way. Man, <laughs> we'll throw some field. skittles as well. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, dude. Okay. Um, Nerv, I just want to actually say or just ask you one last question, dude. Man. Go for it, man. What's been the biggest lesson you've learned from becoming a pilot, dude? I think the biggest lesson has honestly it's been uh, it's been the the idea of just judgment, right? Like you know, just a like having like knowing like you know what what you're legally allowed to do and knowing like you know when it is like when you need to come up with solutions that aren't the normal solutions like like a you know like i said earlier like every problem is different and every Mm. problem like requires you to think a little bit differently Mm. and um it may look like something similar that you've seen in the past, or maybe it might look like something completely different in which case you know what you might be the first one who has had that problem in which case, dude, just throw some shit against the wall and see if it sticks, right? <laughs> like, that's, like, you know, just, you know, fuck it. Like, you know, mm. just may, you know, 
try something yeah and uh, the biggest thing is like you know try something try anything yeah. but you just have to make a decision right, right. there's like right. you know that's just uh, that that sort of mentality i you know kind of got from flying because like you know you don't have time to just sit there and think you have to like the airplane is moving like the next thing is happening you mm. have to like make a decision now mm, mm, mm. and so i kind of like carried that forward in my life too it's like we get caught up in general um about just making decisions right I, they call it the decision fatigue it's like think okay. of every morning when you wake up right mm -hmm. and you um you just like you think about okay what am i gonna have for breakfast i have to make a decision there i have to pick what outfit i'm gonna wear for the day oh man like you know do i want to take the umbrella today do i want to like ride my bike or take the scooter I mean, you mm -hmm. know what i want to have for lunch what i want to work on today for the agenda like mm -hmm. you make so many decisions right your brain just gets fatigued but if the more naturally you can just kind of like all right dude i'm not going to spend more than like 30 seconds thinking about this like this is my choice okay and just learning like that discipline of like okay i don't know if this is the right decision i don't have the information to know if it's going to be right or wrong but i'm just gonna make a decision and see what happens and the worst case is okay it maybe it wasn't the best decision but like you know mm. you learn from that thank you so much bro i really dude. really appreciate you bro dude no thank you man <laughs>